anyway, so I get, I got it and I liked it and I listened to it, but I still didn't get it yet. And it just so happens to be, I was, you know, in back in my small town and I was getting real tired of what was, what I would hear then and in those days on the radio. And, uh, it was just all kind of, it was the same. And then I happened to be one night, I, I was at my parents' house and I caught the born to run video official video. Uh, it had, I think they were running it on entertainment tonight or something like that. And I got to see a clip of yeah, that great. I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure you've seen that video. It, it's phenomenal from that, you know, and it captures, it captures the, you know, footage from all, all over the world on that tour. And that was like a spark to me. So then I was like, you know, I need to go re-examine. And then I started listening to everything that I had on hand. And then I got it. And I must have worn Darkness on the Edge Town out because it was it resonated to me at that time. You know, here I was in a small town and I felt like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, I, you know, I, anyway, so that's kind of what, it was that spark that changed everything. And it, you know, that's when I decided to join the Navy and, and it just, it really, it, it, when I say life changing, I mean, it, it really was. everyone and welcome to a new episode of set lessing bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music and mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson joining me today val carroll uh joint we've already had a fun little conversation uh, about uh appropriate languages <laughs> so who knows what we'll get this time val welcome to the show thanks i'm happy to happy to be here tell us a little bit about yourself well, I am uh, from South Texas. I grew up in a small town about 45 minutes south of San Antonio and about, well, we were exactly 100 miles from Laredo. So uh, off of 35 between the two. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I've been into music for since as long as I can, you know, as I can remember as a kid and uh, I had an older brother who was, uh, I, and I'm the youngest. I had an older brother and a sister who, well, my brother was more into music than my sister, although she was into music as well. But he he started the album collection, you know, uh, when and was on the Columbia, uh, uh, whatever you call that. You could get it, buy 10 records for like 99 cents or whatever. Anyway, so then that was how I got into music. Anyway, and then uh, after high school, I tried college and it didn't, wasn't working for me and uh, ended up back in my hometown and then went into the, I decided to enlist in the Navy. And then I got my medical training then and um, became a hospital corpsman in the Navy and was actually really spent more time with the Marine Corps. I was a field medic with them. And, um, and then when I got out, I've just transitioned into nursing and been doing that ever since. And uh, been a huge Springsteen fan for 
Well, my story is probably a little different there, but we'll get to that. You know, yeah. I know you have a format you follow. Well, you know, actually, you know, I, I'm more concerned about good stories than I am a format. So whatever <laughs> story right. about going on, Val. Um, right. Why the Navy? Well, my my dad uh, had had been in the Navy. And um, I guess if I had a branch to choose, that was just going to be the one I did, you know, mainly I, because that was what my dad had, you know, that was the branch he'd been in. He was in the Korean War. And uh, so that was just that was, I guess, the one that appealed to me the most. And when I did my testing and everything here again, this was post high school for by a few years. I, I went and took the, the ASVAB test that you take. And um, anyway, one of the job you know, that I, one of the places they, I scored in, that was one of the options. And then I thought, you know, well, I, you know, as a boy scout, as a kid, you know, I really enjoyed the first aid and CPR and all that kind of stuff. So I thought, you know what, that's a good field because then post Navy, you know, provide great training and post Navy, then, you know, there's a field to, to go into and, and, you know, it's worked out. Yeah. How long have you been in the medical uh, field for that? Well, counting my Navy experience since uh, 1988, 89. I, so 30 finished years. Finished my plus. training in 89. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, yes. And then after, you know, I, then I went reserves. And then in that time, I started working at a dialysis facility. And, and like I said, the rest, I've just been, now I, you know, I'm involved. Well, I was involved in home health, but now I'm starting a new, more of a management thing, um, starting in uh, May, early May, first of May. So, Val, how did how did COVID affect you as a medical professional? Well, I mean, that's that's I I don't want to dwell too long, but I that was a scary time, and we absolutely a lot absolutely. of people. I mean you know, I'm not in unique at admiring all the risks that you and your fellow brethren, you know, in the medical right. field risked. Right. Well, you know, it's, I, I got to say on my end with what I was doing compared to the, the folks in the hospitals, those are the folks that really had it, had it, had it rough and compared to what I was doing was nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, just busy, you know, it just changed kind of the way things were done. But yeah, no, the folks that, that were the hands-on folks and that, that, you know, were in the hospitals and, and direct contact folks, those are the ones that really, I, I salute them myself. I mean, they're the ones that, that really have, have really, 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 you know, been under the duress and and then everything got so politicized and, and, and it just, that, that extra stress thrown on top of that, I, you know, it's just, it's, this is nerve wracking to say the least. So give me three minutes listeners. And if you want to jump ahead, you can, but I'd love to hear your opinion, Val. And this is, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't, why, why do you feel that such a, seems to be we have a disease we have a vaccine became so controversial i mean to my mind it just frustrates the hell out of me because i i'll be on a little soapbox here i had to bring 
proof of my son's vaccinations for him to play little league, you know, to go to school. Uh, you know, when we went to the doctor, the doctor's like, okay, this is, it's time for these vaccinations. She's like, oh, crip now, you know, now he's going to be, you know, we tried to go to the doctor sometimes when you wouldn't get shot. So he didn't, you know, put that thing together. Oh, I'm at my pediatricians or, you know, Dr. Sharon, I'm going to get a shot, but it was just what we did. What, what do you think? Uh, it's pretty simple to me. <laughs> I, uh, I I really believe that the way COVID was handled in the very beginning was, I mean, it, I don't, there was zero. I mean, the decisions made prior administration uh, were, I mean, they, they missteps from the very beginning. Um, and then it became a matter, I mean, anti-mask. And then, of course, if you were anti-mask and didn't want to do things to help the general community that you're, you are part of, and you looked at as, as that like someone's trying to repress you, you know, naturally, you're not going to want to do a vaccine either, especially when you have so many on one side. And it's probably, obviously, it's going to be the side that you believe in. You're going to take that over any science medical professionals that 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 you know are telling you and are explain can explain to you why and how but oh no you don't believe them you think they're part of a conspiracy to keep you down and uh, so i mean that that in a in a nutshell that's really why and and then you know i'm on twitter uh, i don't really do any other social media uh I got off Facebook years ago because the reason I'd gotten on Facebook was to keep up with old friends, uh, classmates, uh, uh, fellow nursing school classmates and, and family. And then I couldn't be on Facebook for two minutes and not have be bombarded with someone's political opinion. And I never shared a political opinion while I was on Facebook. Never. That wasn't why I was there. So I was like, forget this. I'm not doing this anymore. So I got off of Facebook in 2015, I believe, okay. and uh, and have been off of it ever since. And then Twitter, you know, I I, I enjoy it, but sometimes it comes a little overwhelming as as well because there's so there's so much there's so many trolls and there's so much you know misinformation that still to this day gets put out on Twitter as well, even though they've tried a little harder. Um, you know, I, like I said, sometimes I have to step away from Twitter for a while. Um, that being said, in a nutshell, it was really the politicization, like I was saying earlier, that that's what's led to everything. And, and if, it, if everything would have been handled, if the message would have been given from the start, how dangerous this thing was, because they knew the prior administration knew how dangerous it was. And if they would have taken the steps and listened to the people that, that could have told them what to do, I, you know, I wouldn't have liked this, but um, the former guy would have probably won in a landslide, re-election in a landslide. But he couldn't do that. His ego was too big. Yeah. So he he had to, you know, he had he basically he didn't listen to anybody. And they then they started, you know, we're only going to take care of the red states. And, you know, it just became it, it was a. Well, it was a it was a nightmare. It was an absolute. And now the medical people are considered part of the enemy. And it's just like, no, that's not how this yeah. works. Yeah. 
that's not how this works at all. Yeah. And uh, well, so it's just, it, you know, and then now living in Texas. Oh, my goodness. I, uh, you know, I used to be so proud to be a Texan. And now I'm, I, I find myself being embarrassed too often than I am proud anymore. And that's a shame. And I've considered moving to New Mexico because of the ridiculousness. Uh, Linda talked about that, my wife, sometimes about, you know, and we, we, we grew up in Louisiana, but we moved to Texas in 86. Um, you know, I live in Dallas. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be from Texas, you know, and, and, and you're right. As you go forward to it, you go, man, just really? So we'll get off that. Uh, though we could spend a whole hour just talking about that, right? If you ever want to talk about that, I will talk to you about that for hours. Yeah. We, uh, we, I don't know. We may, I may, uh, I may book you, uh, we may get another time and I'll do a special patron only episode so that okay. you know oh, by only by 10 or 12 people that uh kick in a couple of bucks a month for me to hear you and i rant about our two senators sure. and Absol- uh, absolutely uh, yes uh, yeah. i don't know who's the bigger embarrassment our senators or our governor and that in a, a lieutenant governor and attorney general I, they're just, all yeah they're all I, just, just i mean bottom of the barrel yeah <laughs> and then uh one last comment my congressman is one of the five that uh, our former president, you know, endorsed for re-election. I'm like, I man, if I was one of them, I would not want his. Right. But they do. They just love it. He's oh, I know. still at that cult. Yeah. Yep. All right. And that's what it is. Really, that's what it is. It is. All right. So you've already shared one of the things that I always like to, I that is a running theme. By the way, listeners, um, we're, we're back on music. If you went away for a few minutes, I understand. Sorry. As I told Val before we get, tangents are all about what this podcast is. Uh, Okay. I have found a theme that siblings come up, either the oldest, you're the oldest, and you Mm -hmm. influence your younger siblings, or you're Mm -hmm. a younger sibling, and you're either influenced either embracing their music or sometimes you're the rebel right if you're the younger you you know like they may be into grunge so you you know you grab you know uh you know reggae or you know classic rock or something so talk to me growing up what kind of music did your family listen to well, it, this is, uh, it's, it's, I was, I was fortunate, you know, some, some folks, you know, growing up, their folks didn't really care that much, you know, didn't really have an opinion on one way or, or another. And my folks were both into music. They both had seen Elvis, uh, in San Antonio back in the fifties. Um, they went to one of his shows. And so now that being said, my dad, he was a working cowboy and, uh, uh you know, so he always, his influence, I mean, he always pretty much was straight country, and I'm talking old school country, your Merle Haggard's, your Hank Williams, your, so we had, and I remember the earliest album collections, I remember, you know, as a kid, that being said, we, I remember the Ray Charles Modern Sounds and Country Western Music we had as, as an album, we had uh, Johnny Horton, we had Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, uh, and then of course, all your, all your, a lot of your classic country. And then as then as we got older and then my brother started getting into music and, you know, this was early seventies, uh, when he joined that record, that record, Columbia club, record club. Yep. 
Yes. And then, so at that point, you know, we had new music come, he had new albums coming in all the time. And, and mainly it was everything from, well, he actually got born to run. I remember as a 11 year old Mm -hmm. when born to run had come out and being fascinated by the album cover. But I I mean, I I appreciated the songs uh, that were on that, but I wouldn't say I was just like, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't like immediately a Bruce fan. I was, you know, influenced by, you know, top 40 radio and, you know, back then FM wasn't really a thing yet. It was still AM. When did and you graduate from high school, Val? Not 1980, 1982. Okay. So I was 77. So I'm a few years older than you, but we're kind of that era, right? The right. same thing, Amer- you know, uh, Casey Kasem's top 40 that sure. you're listed to on Sunday. Sure. When you get home from church, you yes. know, yeah. uh, right. I'd be in my room, right. you know, with the, little am radio with listening to casey Kasem, and uh so yeah yes absolutely absolutely. yeah so uh, you know listening and then as of course in his his tastes were were fairly you know fairly varied i remember in that collection having uh songs in the key of life uh you know elo stuff um neil young Chicago, of course, like I said, I already mentioned Bruce, uh, Aerosmith. Uh, he, he was pretty little, you know, he had a pretty good little uh, broad palette there. And my sister was more into your Linda Ronstadt. And of course, in, the Mo- in Motown, the Supremes, that was how, that was kind of her thing. And, and I liked all that, too. Um, anyway, so my taste developed. I had pretty broad taste. Now, as I got older, it changed. Uh, I, you know, I discovered Kiss. And I was, you know, I loved Kiss as a kid. And then as I started getting into junior high or middle school, depending on where you're from, if you're from where I'm from, it was junior high. I know most of your country, most of the country's middle school. Uh, anyway, then I started kind of gearing more towards hard rock. And, and we had the radio station, like one of the first FM stations that we could pick up down in, in Pearsall was 99.5 Kiss FM. And they were mainly your hard rock station. Now they would play Bruce occasionally, but it was mainly your Van Halen's who I loved. And it was, you know, the cars when they came out and then, you know, all the hard rock stuff of of that era and a lot of great albums in the late seventies really came out and then punks, you know, punk, the Ramones and clash and all that. So that's kind of where I originally started. And I can remember, you know, my brother had darkness on the edge of town and then got the river. And I remember he went and saw Bruce on the river tour. I was still at that time. Well, I feasibly, I think I was a sophomore when the river came out. Yeah. And so I really wasn't, you know, and and I wasn't going to go to a concert in Austin for sure, but I would, I went to some concerts in San Antonio. There, a lot of them, a lot of your, but Bruce after, darkness tour he never played san antonio he has not played san antonio again he did it that one yeah. tour and i don't think they they sold that well and uh i mean i don't believe they sold out uh, so right. i believe that in austin they always had a huge crowd and yeah. so he's it, you know he's pretty much bypassed san antonio and he'll play austin if he hits if he comes this far south yeah it, um he tends to um like I guess there's not a big enough following for him to do, you know, the Dallas, Houston, Austin, right? Like 
right. not even thinking San Antonio, but right. you know, you, you would think, but no, he like, he'll do Houston or he'll do Dallas. He won't right. do both of them. Right. And I guess that the thought is that, and it does the past couple of times he went to Houston, you know, we drove down from right. Dallas to attend him. All right. So a couple of things I've got to tell you. One, we may be uh, spiritual twins <laughs> because I can remember the, uh, is, is it whipped cream and other delights uh, sure. where it is that Herbra, that yes. album that spoke to me as a young yes. man, that yes. album, it, it, it is yes. a, it is a very beautiful woman yes. uh, covered Absolutely. in whipped cream. Uh, it, uh, I remember seeing that album and stirring things in me that I did not know what we're about. Uh, and I do remember, in fact, I, a few years ago, I went back and re-explored that modern sounds and country, uh, Western and just an amazing album. Yeah. It, it, I, yeah. Like I said, it's one of those, I remember my parents wearing out and, and knowing it as a small kid and knowing that, knowing the songs and, and uh and just remember that you know that album and so you know and then that's just the, that's another thing back in those days you know you didn't you didn't have access to music everywhere so you were so much more influenced by what was on the radio you really and, were and um so that was kind of how i you know yeah. that's how i was that's how i was and, and and then so that influenced the records i bought you know you know and when- uh Another interesting thing, Val, to at least to me, is when I was listening, we were watching a few years ago the Ken Burns country music yes, documentary. I saw that. Of, I think really one of his best. Um, yes, and I think yes. partly because, as he said, instead of having historians tell the story, he had other musicians tell the story right. because as he was filming it, they were telling the same stories that the historians right. were. Uh, right. But when he talked about that, Ray Charles, when he had creative freedom, the first thing he did is do a country music album, right. which is amazing. Right. Um, right. So I went through a phase in the late set when I like 75, 76, a big kiss fan. Um, last year they came to Fort Worth and I went to see them for the first time and the 17 uh year old Jesse was just ecstatic Uh, you know it was so much fun Um, so I I, I love all your experiences but you've casually mentioned your brother being Bruce when did you yeah what was your road to Damascus moment where all of a sudden you went wait a minute this guy yeah yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you remember and, what it is? And oh, what about it? it? It's it's as vivid as is is if it happened yesterday. Um, it you know I always appreciated his you know certain the songs that I would get to hear, but I had I didn't get it yet. I was too probably self absorbed in in what was going on in social circles I ran in and stuff. Well, after and it was this, it was before. After I ended up back after I tried college and I was just like, oh, you know, I don't know if that wasn't for me. I wasn't mature enough at that time and ended up back in, in that small town. And and now that being said, I, you know, to go back, let me step back just a second, is that, you know, I was a fan, but I had I didn't have that. I hadn't gotten it yet. 
And um, so, like, I bought Born in the USA. I remember dancing in the dark, wearing out that 45 before the record was released. I bought the record the first week it came out, drove up to San Antonio and bought it. And then I remember buying the live 7585 album set the day it came out. And because I'd, I'd heard all the stories, I'd never seen Bruce live at that point, but I'd heard all the stories about how, how great he was. And, you know, and it had Because of the Night and Fire. And I knew those songs by Patti Smith and the Pointer Sisters. So I, w- I was dying to hear his original versions of those songs. So I, anyway, so I, get, I got it and I liked it and I listened to it, but I still didn't get it yet. And it just so happens to be I was, you know, in back in my small town and I was getting real tired of what was what I would hear then and in those days on the radio. And uh, it was just all kind of it was the same. And then I happened to be one night. I, I was at my parents' house and I caught the Born to Run video, official video. Uh, it had, I think they were running it on Entertainment Tonight or something like that. And I got to see a clip of yeah, that great, I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure you've seen that video. It, it's phenomenal from that, you know, and it captures, it captures the, you know, footage from all, all over the world on that tour. And that was like a spark to me. So then I was like, you know, I need to go re-examine. And then I started listening to everything that I had on hand. And then I got it. And I must have worn Darkness on the Edge of Town out because it was it resonated to me at that time. You know, here I was in a small town and I felt like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, I, you know, I, anyway, so that's kind of what, it was that spark that changed everything. And it, you know, that's when I decided to join the Navy and, and it just, it really, it, it, when I say life changing, I mean, it, it really was. And it, in that, in that being said, I went back then and if, if I didn't have the record, I went and bought it. Like I went, we didn't, I didn't have, I had already bought greetings back when born in the USA came out, had come out, but I didn't have wild on the, in the innocent yet. So I didn't know uh, how great that record was. And I didn't have Nebraska but I had everything else. So this was 87, early 87. And then that was all I listened to for months. And then I, I enlisted in 88 and went into the, and joined the Navy. But that I, I, I guarantee you, I probably wore my friends out because that, that was all I listened to. And also that being said, I went back and got the Dave Marsh books at that time. He had, he had born to run and glory days, went back and read those like within a matter of, I think I finished them and, each book within a, within a few days and, and subscribe to Backstreets. And then, and the next thing, you know, right as all this is happening, Tunnel of Love comes out in the fall of 87. And I remember Brilliant Disguise. I was just like, Oh my gosh. So I was, like I said, I was hooked yeah. and have been a fan ever since. Can you, why, what about it? I mean, what about that video spoke to you so much? Just seeing, for one, you know, I'd seen at that time, I don't know how many concerts I had been to. Sure. But just seeing the passion and the fun they were having. Yeah. And then, you know, the footage of the crowds, you know, it's just, you could tell. It was something Mm -hmm. different. 
It was just yeah. something different. And I couldn't wait then to see him. And I was, I was lucky. I got, I saw him in Austin on the tunnel of love express tour. And yeah. which was, which was, you know, first time to ever see him. And it was, it was everything I ever imagined it could be. Mm. And from then on, like I said, I've seen almost every tour. Uh, I have my regrets on missing a couple uh, the Seeger sessions tour. I would have loved to have seen, but I, I don't even know. Did he, did he, he may, I was in the middle of other stuff going on, but I, in hindsight, I'm like, God, I wish I could have seen that live and the devils and dust. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see. I think he played uh, grand Prairie yeah. up near Dallas for that. So, and so that I, was my second time seeing him. My first okay. was the rising. Uh, okay. That was the, the first in Dallas. Yeah. In Dallas. I was so, at that show. Yeah. So that was the first time, um, you know, I, I'm similar to you, right? I was a casual fan um, and, you know, bought Born in the USA, Tunnel of Love, you know, the box set, certainly remember that. Um, Then kind of our son was born in 89. And so, and I got very involved um, in the local music scene, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Mm -hmm. Hickman, Combo. I've actually seen Sarah Hickman. Yeah. So sorry at the majestic in San Antonio it was part yeah. of a, I think it was a habitat for humanity show yeah. that she had done with Tisha Nahosa and yeah. Some others. Yeah. We ended up becoming friends with her. And so in fact, if you go to equal scary people, her first album under the, she has a lot of people she thanks, but she has Jesse Linda, Jesse Linda and the baby. Because nice. Linda was pregnant at the time. Very nice. <clears throat> so, you know, kind of, I kind of was aware of Bruce, but not really, you know, and right. then after 9-11 and they were on that, you know, that telethon afterwards, that fundraiser. Oh, and I heard them right. do My City well, of Runs. I remember watching that, too. <laughs> yeah. And I went, oh, my goodness. And then yeah. seeing him live, I went crazy. Right. So the Seeger session, I don't remember, came anywhere close to Dallas. And I didn't, um, you know, in Texas. And so I didn't right. make the trip to see it. And then right. once the the live in Dublin came out, I went, okay, I, I wish I would have gone and seen that. Right. You know? same, yeah. same here. Yeah. That yeah. was so good. Yeah. So then I, um, so you know, let me, I, I, was, I always like to preface this Val, not to cut you off, but you're about sure to no. tell me a story and I want to hear it, but uh, I always like to preface the amount of times you've seen Bruce is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are. Right. No, I agree because of exactly circumstances you and I, right. We're in Texas. He doesn't always like, it would be one thing if we uh, like, if he did do San Antonio, uh, Austin, Houston, Dallas, you know, three of the four, every tour. Oh, okay. I can wrap up some, you know, I'll save my vacation days. I'll, uh, you know, know, eat bologna sandwiches for lunch and kind of save my money, but you have to go a little further. Have you counted how many shows you've gone to? I believe I'm about at a dozen. Okay. I think it, I, I know I'm double double digits. Okay. Um. Saw you know so I was lucky enough to see. Um. Well, I saw the other band in Dallas in '92, December of '92. Oh, that would have been uh, nice. And I yeah, and I enjoyed it. I thought they were great. But I remember one of my one of my friends that went with me. He really loved that. That those those rec well, he really liked. I guess he was probably he was one of the rare folks that probably liked Human Touch more than Lucky Town. Okay. But he went to that show and he 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 loved it. But he was like, 
he goes, so you, so you say the E street band is better than this. And I was like, well, I don't know if I, you know, to me, yes, I can't say what's better to anyone else, but to me, yes. And I said, I'll let you gauge, you know, I believe they will get together sooner. You know, one of these days I said, you got to go with me to see the E street band and then I'll let you judge. And, uh, Anyway, so he he got to see that rising show, and he was just like, okay, yeah, I yeah. get it. It's just that camaraderie. It is. It's so different. It's so different. And, and the power of Clarence in those days was, I mean, he blow you out of your seats, you know. Um, so, uh, and then so I got to see uh, Ghost of Tom Joad in Austin. Spent the night outside Waterloo Records to get tickets for that and got pretty good seats. I mean, ninth row center. I'll take yeah. those any day. Sure. And, uh, and then Joe Ely came out and they did a song there in the encore and, uh, and Joe Ely here again to rep, to go back to your point you were making about the, how many times you've seen them doesn't translate. You're right. Because, you know, to that, a lot of your Texas artists I've seen, Oh, so many to Joe Ely. I've seen because he's around all the time. Yeah. Uh, Alejandro Escovedo, uh, Robert Earl Keane, Lyle Lovett. I've seen all of them so many times. Uh, other folks don't get that chance to. Doesn't mean they're not as big a fan. Yeah, they, in they, fact. They just don't play around here all the, you know, around where they live all the time. Yeah, so like if someone asks me, what's the artist you've seen the most? And it would be Sarah. Because sure. when Sarah was starting out, she played every Monday night at Club Dada in Deep uh -huh. Ellum in Dallas. And uh, this was before we had the kid. Right. And so um, I, I can't believe we did this because my 62-year-old body cannot even imagine doing this. But <laughs> we would get home, Val, from work, and we would um, eat a quick dinner, and then we would lay down and take like an hour, hour and a half nap, and then right. would go to Deep Ellum because her show would not start till 10 p.m., on right, a Monday right. night right. and we would watch right. her go till midnight right. and then come home and go to work the next day. And we right. did that every Monday night right? because, yeah. you know, we, and, and now then I can't even think of doing that. Right. Like, right. Well, absolutely. Same, yeah. same we, we were lucky. We got to see Lyle. Uh, love it. At green hall last, was that last week? Yeah. I believe or a week before last. Yeah. And on a Wednesday night and it, you know, we don't have children. My wife and I don't, but yeah. it's still, you know, it, it's, it's like, God, I don't know how we used to go to so many shows back. And, yeah. and I can remember before I was married, like I would, I remember driving up to Austin during the week and I would have to be at work at like five 30 in the morning yeah, or actually earlier than that, really. Uh, when I worked in the dialysis field and, um, I would go out, go up to the, uh, to Cactus Cafe and I saw Alejandro Escobedo there. Uh, mm -hmm. During the week, and, and the late Jimmy Lafave there during the week, and yeah, and it was you know you're young, you can do those kinds of things, and yeah, and and in the course of all that, you know, getting back to the Bruce's influence on me, years later, I I learned I I brought one of his songbooks, and I learned, in fact, it was the I don't know, it was the, the big songbook that he had, complete or whatever it was called. And I learned, I, I taught myself how to play guitar. And then I was in a band for a little while. So I would have band practice, you know, after uh, like late till late at night and have to be at work at five in the morning. And I don't know how I did it. <laughs> different, different young body for sure. Yeah. Did, anyway. uh, yeah. So um, 
store favorite shows do you have some stories from favorite shows of seeing Bruce? I, uh well yeah i absolutely yes i do I, i've okay. got uh uh, the reunion tour, um, and it was my wife's first time to see him. She, and this was back before there was a pit. Yeah. It was, you still assigned seating and she actually got us, um, sixth row. We were right in front of Clarence at reunion. And, um, so, and of course, you know, you're going into that you were never certain. I mean, I believe they were going to get back together, but I just didn't know when. So when they did and, and we were able to see them and that show was, it was so great. I'm with you. The rising that, that tour was so powerful for its own reasons. Yeah. Um, and then, so those two always stand out. Um, and then yeah, for and a different at the, reason at the rising show, that was my first show. Um, he, uh, Glenn, um, Don Henley. Henley came out, right? Yes. Right. And, and so that was really cool. And then my right. second show, uh, the, um, magic. No, my second show was oh. the grand prairie one. The right, uh, right. devils and dust. Yeah. And damn it. Why am I drawing a blank on who came out? Someone came out and I'd have to look it up now. He did my uncle, my uncle. It's Jimmy LaFave. Yeah. That was Jimmy LaFave. Yes, it yes. was. So uh, when I went to my third show, I was like, oh, who's going to show up? Because you're like, oh, this is what Bruce does. He does, right. you know, the, you know, and so and so I bon was, Jovi. yeah, he did Bon Jovi. That's right. <laughs> yep, he did that. So yeah, when we I was were at in, that show, too. Yeah. And so when he was in Nashville, I just knew. All right, Roseanne Cash is going to come out. Someone oh, is going to come out. And of course, fantastic. no one came in Nashville. So I was like, uh, oh goodness! Yeah. Now, what tour was, was that when you um, saw him in Nashville? It was, um, it was the High Hopes because he did. Oh, okay. He did the free show in Dallas. I would get that. Yeah, that was a fun show. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was a short. It was a cold, show. miserable day. Yes. But we got there. We we fought the elements. We were there early. We got up left San Antonio at like four in the morning. Yeah, to get up there and claim a spot, and we were there the entire day, yes. and it was worth every penny. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. It uh, same thing. My buddy Sam and I got there early, um, and we stood in line. We got in there, and then he, I learned really quick that I am not a pit person. I I I need to sit down. You know, I right. need to sit right. down between shows. Uh, right. So Sam you know, I said, Hey, go enjoy. So he was in the pit the whole time. I went and found a spot near the sound thing where I could sit down. And then, uh, I stood for the whole Bruce show. Right. Uh, but, um, but yeah. And Robert Lewanski, who is the, at the time was the Dallas morning news music critic wrote a really good article that he said that based on the the intimacy because there wasn't as many people as they thought was going to come because, because of the weather. Yeah. Because of the weather. Um, and the, the energy of the crowd that he says, this may be the best Bruce show he ever saw wow. just because of that thing. I, I know it was great. I know that it was. when they came out to sweet Georgia Brown and when they opened with jump, right. I was on Twitter at the time. And I said, who had jump on right. their, you know, 
right. and and someone tweeted Bruce busting brackets all over, you know, which was funny because <laughs> of the March Madness connection. Right, absolutely, because uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. why he was playing. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that I, yeah, that was that was not on my my uh, Bruce uh, cover bingo card at all. No, I was stunned when that was what they broke into. Yeah, and they and, did and, a great version. Oh sure, sure, and we were. Uh, so that being said, we got there. We were right down in the very front for that. And I remember because there was the video. I think you can watch the entire show on YouTube still. I think you can. There, there are shots. You can actually barely see my wife and I. If you're looking from Bruce's angle out, yeah. we're down to his right, uh, right there along the little on the barrier. And you can barely see us. Uh, and so, yeah, it, and here again, and then we drove home. We did spend the night. We drove back to San Antonio. and That's uh, a long day. That's a long day. It was almost a 24-hour day. But like I said, I he's the only artist I would do that for. And yeah. I'd do the, we'd do that again. We'd oh, do yeah. that again for sure. Um, and so then we saw the High Hopes. No, we didn't. I didn't get to see the Wrecking Ball tour. I saw the High Hopes tour. Well, he didn't come anywhere close on the that's Wrecking I, Ball tour, right? right? Or we yeah. would have gone. We yeah. would have gone. And then now, and then on the the river uh, revisited. We, uh, I have family. Uh, I have a first cousin and uh, that lives in Oklahoma City. So we didn't do the Dallas show. We went up to Oklahoma City because it was like on a Sunday night. The show yes. was. And uh, so we went up there, saw them, you know, and for the weekend and then came back, flew back to San Antonio Monday morning. And and of course, that was a dream come true for me, because I would have said, you know, back in those when I darkness, you know, hit me so hard, I would have probably said the river was the second favorite record. Yeah. At that time. Um and so the so all those a lot of those songs that he rarely plays to get a chance to see them yeah was was it was it was oh my I was well you know and one of my uh, cousin's really close friends maybe his best friend I'm not sure he's a huge fan as well and uh, we were both like in tears just like within the middle of, of meet me in the city we were already crying you know we were already just like wow we're getting to see this you know so. Um, it, it was great. Like I said, I've never had a bad experience at any, well, <laughs> it wasn't a bad experience because of the show, but the wrecking, uh, working on a dream tour, we were lucky. Uh, again, we got tickets. We were, we were drawn. We were in the lottery. We got to be in the pit. We were uh, hands on the stage close. My wife got sick and <laughs> And she had to, she had to go, she went, found the, like the, the medics. And anyway, she was vomiting and she'd gotten food poisoning. We believe, uh, from somewhere we'd eaten in Austin and, uh, and Austin's a hard ticket always because yeah. of the, they use the UT ticket master. So, you know, a lot of, and scalping was always terrible in Austin. So anyway, that being said, I, I, we, I didn't get to stay for the entire show. I got to see a handful of songs and then I was too concerned with her. And then when I found out how, how ill she was, I'm like, well, we need to go. And so we left. You're um, a good husband. Yeah, I wasn't. Well, that's what I keep telling her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I was not happy about it, but there was no way I was going to not, you know, there was no way. There's just no way. So, yeah, I, uh, that's, that's you know, great. 
Um, what is your thoughts on Letter to You and uh, and, and uh, Western Stars? Oh, well, Western Stars is, is I'll talk about it first since it came out okay. uh, first. It, it might be one of, I think it will go down as one of the best things he, he's ever done. I think it is a classic, and I love every bit of it. Wore it out. Uh, letter to you, I felt the same. Uh, not not quite. I mean, I, I think Western Stars, it struck me because it was so different. And, you know, and, and the orchestration and everything about it is it, just like it's a beautiful record the, from the album cover. I mean, beautiful record. Letter to you. I appreciate it because that normally in, in the old Bruce days, he would have sat on that and it might not have come out at all. And and so I was so glad that he put it out. And I love I, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, of course, I'm biased, you know, um, sure. but I, I love it. And there's there's a lot of songs on that record that I hope he I hope he doesn't shelve. I hope he can. I hope he plays live because I think a lot of them will translate very well live. Uh, but so I, I liked them both. But I think if I had to pick between the two, me personally, I think I would pick Western Stars. And I, I realize now we're probably not going to ever get to see those songs live, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, I mean, other than the other than the movie, we're not going to get to see them live in person. I don't, I don't, or not in that, not in that version. Yeah, uh, we might. He might rework them up somehow or another. Um, and I'm into like I watched little Steven's film doing, um, you know, Tucson Train. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'd love to see, I, you know, any of those songs. With the E Street Band, I would right. be happy with. You're right. We may get one song. Right. I think, you know, if we get, you know, when we get a new tour, my hope is we'll get several letter to you, but right. we just don't know, right? Right. And, and, you know, my attitude with that is I personally, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 what just another tour and being able to see them again is that's what's, that's what's most important. Absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, I'll take what, what I get. Absolutely. Happily. Me too. But I, I mean, if I, if I had a say in it, uh, I would love to see, you know, I said that same thing about the, some of the high hope songs. Yeah. Um, I, we met a, a really nice young lady from Chicago. I believe she was in medical school. Okay. That had come down for the, the Dallas, the, the, final four that okay. show she'd come down from chicago for that and she was young too so i was impressed that she was a bruce fan because you know i always when you find younger folks that are into them like yeah. the older folks it's great it's refreshing and uh we both so we were talking to her while we were waiting to go in and my wife and i and we were both like i would love to hear you know a handful of songs off of high hopes and i think you might have played one and uh so I, for letter to you, yes, I would love to. I mean, he could play almost that entire record. and I would be satisfied. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably the entire record. Uh, I don't think he will. But I and we also going back to what you said, I, I if there is one song on Western Stars, Tucson Train is the song, I think. Yeah, that totally uh, it, it's got Eastery Band written all over it. 
um, yeah, they I could do. they could come out and nail that, mm-hmm. nail it. And, and but I don't know. He, you never know. You know, Bruce changes things up um, yeah. so much. And uh, I mean, if I had a request about you know the next tour, I personally, and I know I might, I might be in the minority here uh, when it comes to other Bruce fans. I, I I would rather not have the sign song request portion. I'd rather him have his set come out and play his set and then if there are if there are see if he does see that maybe include him in an encore or something like that but don't yeah. interrupt, interrupt the flow of you know come out focused because you know like the rising tour was and tunnel of love yeah. tour that i saw when they're when he comes out when they come out with a purpose it, they they just it's a totally different vibe I mean, I enjoyed this, the whole request portion, but yeah, I, I don't necessarily feel like I, I need to have that anymore, personally. Yeah, like I said, other folks may feel different. No, no, I think I think there that that is a there is no right, there is no wrong. It's just right. Uh, you right, like what, like I'm. I have told the story multiple times on the podcast. I'm still bitter that on that the Houston stop at high hopes, they were going to op- open with, um, this is your sword. And oh. that's the song that I was wanted to hear live. And they went, Oh, yes. wait a minute. We're in Houston. Let's do seeds. seeds and I'm right. like, and the last time he was in Houston for like, I can't remember if it was working on a dream or magic because one of them he did Houston, one of them he did uh Dallas, but he opened with seeds. I'm like, I've already had that checked off. Yes. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Um you know. are there that, yeah, go ahead. I was to say, and that now to that point, and this was the realization that hit me on the magic tour when he, you know, because he had a focus set, right? He right. there were only certain portions of that of that of that set where he yeah. would switch songs up but for the most part he had a right you know he had a, a a set list that he pretty much stuck to so when we the reunion tour um he did meeting across the river and jungle land and then i believe he did those back to back just like that yeah I, I, for sure he did jungle land i can't remember if he did meeting across the river or not but he and he and i remember i was first i was standing there and, and i was kind of like well you know, I was hoping for something else. And then I got to thinking, hey, dummy, this is jungle land. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I I was over it pretty quickly. I'm like, what am I doing? This is jungle land. I, I'm yeah. going to complain. No. So, you know, I, I but I'm with you. I, I get what exactly what you're saying. I, I do have, you know, I've got like, I've got my one, uh, what's elephant? Is it a, is no, what is the, what's the metaphor? I've got my one song that. White whale, that's it. Yeah, that's the Moby it. Dick, I knew it was yeah. a big, it was a big mammal. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so yes, it's for me. It's Backstreets. I've seen every song off of Born to Run. Uh, okay. Some of them multiple times. I've missed Backstreets every time. Uh, and I believe when I was in Oklahoma City, I believe he played it in Dallas, and I yeah. believe the High Hopes tour he played it in Houston. Yeah. And and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go yeah, to go the to Houston show. One. Yeah. That uh, Houston we, show was really a good show. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of the video from yeah. it. And I bought the I bought the uh archive. Yeah. Yes, I bought that. 
uh, and uh, it was one of the shows I was like, well, I've got to get this show because it was sounded like it was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had the Flores brothers on the show, but they were the oh, nice. young guys who got yes. on, you know, that, that yes, they were great. They were just they. I've often said, if you want to see a definition of joy, watch those two guys yes. singing. You yes. know, uh, out, you yes. know, um, and I've seen that you've had uh, uh, Matthew. Yeah. All con. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he was phenomenal as well. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was very different reasons, though. I mean, yeah. he actually had, he was very talented. And he not was. that the Flores brothers weren't talented, but their right. exuberance is what makes. Yes, so exactly. And I've got Matthew coming sure. back on. Uh, he's talking, you know, he's now got his own YouTube channel and he's working on an EP and he's got his own music he's working on. So yeah. he's going to I've got I've got that episode in the can recorded. So um, let's let's talk about that. Not only Backstreet, but are there other wish lists? Are there other on your sure. bingo card that you would that you're chasing? Sure. There's three. There's three that stand out above above anything else. Uh, I would love to have an E Street. I would love to see it. I know he's done done it often. I would love to see an uh, an E Street band version of Across the Border because yeah. that's another song that you know, living growing up a hundred miles and. You know, uh, we had a lot of folks, uh, 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 Mexican national or not national, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to say we've had, we had a lot of folks on the ranch where we lived when I was real young, the ranch we lived at, we had a, a lot of folks, my dad was fluent in Spanish. We okay. had a lot of folks that lived out there that were, you know, and uh, I, so they were some of the, the spouses of the folks that worked for my my family mm -hmm. uh were my babysitters right so so that you know that song's always just hit really hard and i like i said i've gotten i've gotten to see him play it solo mm -hmm. uh on the ghost of tom joe tour but i would love to hear a band version of that uh or see it and then the other, real world him uh, him on the p solo piano version is is a uh, is one i would just like i'd melt that that's so good and then back okay. in your arms is another one I haven't been fortunate enough to see that. Um, and that's, uh, you know, I could name, I could name probably 50, but those are, sure. those are the big ones. Okay. Those are big ones right there um, for me. Um, anything I should have asked you that I haven't. Are there other stories you, did you end up going to Austin for the book signing? No, I did not. Uh, work conflicts. And I also missed, uh, uh, I, I tried to get tickets. The when he did the South by Southwest uh, yeah. show and he did the uh, the uh, what's the term? Uh, he was the yeah, the keynote speaker. honorary yeah, keynote yeah. speaker. Yes. Yeah. And of course, I've watched that. I watched, I've that watched the video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so it's so good. And uh, but, you know, the thing with South by Southwest, if you're not involved, if you're not in the media or you have a media pass it, or yeah. you spend a lot of money for whatever those uh to buy the passes it's yeah. kind of a hard those are hard to get tickets to and it was a lottery i think that was the only way you could get tickets to that or get in yeah. to see if you weren't media uh or yeah. part of the event it was a lottery there sure. so i i would i mean i wanted to go so bad uh yeah for that, that. would have been fun yeah but uh, anyway so that's 
yeah, that's that's probably that's I forget about that show. That that's another regret that I missed that too. But you know, it was kind of out of my control on that one. Yeah, I kind of I I didn't even try. I knew that was just right. The odds of getting that are just right low. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. in you know, in and in a perfect world, um, you know, nowadays chances are if that would have if we had done that, let's see, that was what twenty twelve. Yeah. If uh, there's a good chance that that would have been you would have been able to watch it online. It would have been streamed. Yeah. And you know, so it was a little ahead of the whole streaming thing. Uh, which is unfortunate because, you know, that would, like I said, that would have been a show I would love to have seen. And, and you might can see, you know, handheld videos right. on YouTube. I don't know. I, I just, some of those, you know, the quality is just not very good. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I, I mean, sometimes I'll check them out anyway, depending. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so was that, did I, did we get off topic? What? No, no, you, no. What I just was, was, is there any stories that, Oh yeah, that I haven't asked you that I should have, I, like, I don't you know, having lunch with the E street band uh, or, you know, I hadn't, no, hadn't, I hadn't got that. Uh, you know, I've never really gotten the closest I ever got. And I kicked myself was the other band uh, in 92. We'd gotten down to reunion early and there was a lot of people waiting. You know, they had the ramp that would lead underneath the, the arena. Right. That were the talent or the, the either the players or uh, the Mavericks or, you know, whoever. Yeah. Uh, that was their the way they would act, get access. Well, a lot of folks were waiting at the at the top where the vehicles turn in to go down. And we, we were stopped like, what's everyone doing? Like, we're waiting for the band. And I was like, oh. So we're sitting there. We say, well, we'll wait a little bit. We're a little early. And we were meeting someone there. Uh, so we couldn't wait very long, but we could have waited longer. Yeah. And and the band, so the vans pull in and you see the, the van with the band go by. And then you see another van behind him. And it's just Bruce. And you can see Bruce and Patty. Wow. And we were like, oh, wow, there they went, you know. And and we were like, wow, that was, wow, there they, you know, that was kind of cool. So we're like, well, let's go, let's go up to the, to the front or wherever we were going to meet here again, you know, this is pre cell phone pre exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we go up and, and go to meet anyways, we're, as we're waiting, then we see some of those people come back and they're just giddy. And we're like, what happened? You know, what would, and he got, he walked all the way up from underneath the arena, all the way up to where they were at and talked to fans and signed their stuff. Wow. And I was like, ah. oh, how <laughs> funny. It. Yeah. And so that was the close, that's as close as I've ever gotten. Yeah. And, you know, and of course we were hopeful. I've, I've been to the shore three times. My wife and I, we just went the most recent time was, uh, was for her birthday, 2019, uh, pre pandemic. And so we, we were at the shore and I, and we were like, oh, maybe we'll run into them. You know, we went to freehold. We, you know, you know, did all the sites, the East, the uh, yeah. Belmar, you know, and then hung out on the, at Asbury park and just kind of site, you know, did sightseeing sure. stuff. And we were like, Oh, it'd be so great to run into them, but we weren't lucky enough. Yeah. And so, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll happen, but yeah, yeah I'm not at this point in my life. I, I don't really expect it to happen. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and um, that's fine. Yeah. So Val, any final thoughts before I ask you the Mary question? Um, 
No, I, I think uh, we've covered pretty much everything that I thought that I talked to you about. Uh, you know, I could probably ask you a million questions too, uh, but you've probably told a lot of these stories. So no, no, go ahead if you want. Well, uh, well this is yeah, I got time. If you well, want to I was ask. gonna, I was gonna say, you know, like with you, I, I, I'm assuming it was the rising year. Was would you consider that your best, the most memorable, because that was your first time to see them? So the the rising tour is when i went from being a casual casual fan to a passionate fan right. um the i think the houston with the flores brothers and the oh, okay. and, you know and matt akon speaking of he is the one that had the sign do one step up and they oh, did okay. that band yeah he did that um but i really think the last time i saw the band live uh, we had ended up, my son and I flew up to New York to do the, it was the end of the river tour at Met, you know, MetLife Stadium. Oh, nice. And it was the second night, the night where the couple got engaged on stage, you know, right. with Jersey Girl. So I think right. that was, it was almost a four hour show. It was the first right. time, Val, where I, I was, I was satisfied. You know, gotcha. I had gone to all you can eat Bruce buffet. I had no regrets. I was like, I'm like, it, this was perfect, you know? Right. And then, right. uh, so that's probably the, and, and I don't know if that's because it was the last time I saw him. I did get to see him in Broadway. I was lucky enough to get Oh, good. Broadway. Yeah. See, yeah, I, but, we, we were going to try to do that too, yeah. but, and, um, it's just it was one of those things that cost wise it was just we were like you know we'd love to do that but yeah and there was had something else going on right around that same time that yeah. that that was going to be a conflict too so it was just going to be too and i yeah. was like let's just hold out hope that the band you know they'll do a tour and and we'll be able to batch maybe a few shows yeah exactly. if we're lucky if we're lucky. So we decided to pass and we'd watched the Netflix thing. So I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, I know it's an experience. I know, you know, in fact, that friend that, that I was telling you of my cousins that, that was the big fan in Oklahoma city, he, he was lucky to see the first run. Yeah. And I mean, he, he just raved about how wonderful it was. And I, I can only imagine, I can only yeah, imagine. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. 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 What else, and, sir? Anything well, else I can um, answer? Uh, you know, I'd had a question because I'm like you. I always love talking Bruce to anyone. I mean, that's why I do the podcast, right? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. More power to you that that you you do this, and that's it's great that you do this. Provide this for a lot of the the diehards, and maybe even not so diehards. Yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah, I'm sure Jesse. Okay. There's probably nope. going to be something else, but right well, now, I top may, of my head, I may. I may hit you up in a month or so. Um, and we, we may do this on a Saturday morning with our coffee and okay. uh, we may just do a political rant uh, oh, sure. because I I'm, sure. I'm right there with you. I get so frustrated at times with like, right. you know, yeah. Well, I'm just embarrassed by a lot yeah. of this nonsense that. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. All right. If you are uh, a friend or family member of Val and you're listening to the 
uh, episode. Thank you so much. I hope you check out some of the others. Uh, Val did proud by you guys. Uh, so I end every episode with the Mary question. So what that is, is Jay Armstrong, who is a retired English teacher, has a new book out, Bedtime Stories for the Living, where he would spend two days in his honors English class breaking apart Thunder Road. They would look at all the lyrics. They would talk about the imagery Bruce uses. They would talk about the themes of the song. He would compare it to Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken, among other American poets. And then at the end of the two days, he would ask the class, his class the question, does Mary get in the car? So Val, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car? No, I've given this a lot of thought. And I, being an optimist at heart, I would probably have always said absolutely. And I used to would think, yeah, and I think that's probably, you know, I think that connects to Moonlight uh, Motel off of Western Stars. But then I also started looking at it differently. And there's probably been other folks that I might have heard someone else. I don't know if I thought of this on my own. I might have heard someone else discuss this. Okay. Um, and, um, and I agree. I, I also look at it as, as we're Mary, yes. the Bruce fans. And, and so, yes, yes, we took that ride. Very we nice. Climbed in. And, and we're still, we're still along. We're still part of that, that journey. And so it. that's, to me, that's, that, that holds true. I think yeah. as much as anything else now, whether or not he meant that when he wrote it back in 74 or five. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think today, boy, it, it holds that meaning for sure. Well, and it goes back to right uh, when he did the the VH1 storytellers where he said, right. was I thinking this when I wrote it? Was I writing right. it? But I was feeling all of it. Right. So I think that well said, well said. So you mentioned yeah. you're not on uh, a lot of social media, but you do hang out on uh, Twitter. Twitter. What's your Twitter yeah. handle? It's cool rock and daddy. And uh, I have, uh, I don't know if it matters or not. How, if we, you search for it, I really don't know, but it's, okay. uh, it's see, you know, it's, I got zeros in place of the O's and or numbers okay. in place of the vowels. So okay. I've got a one in place of an I no G and then daddy. I have a four in place of the A okay. and that's, that's, that's it at cool rock and daddy. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you know, it's almost like it's your password. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So very yes. nice. I will, I will find that. Um, and I will include that in the show notes. Um, talk to me, um, any final thoughts? Well, you know, hopeful that we're getting a tour. Uh, I, I you know, I worry, and I, I mentioned this, my wife and I have discussed this, we worry that that there, if he does any shows in the fall, I mean, there's a chance maybe, but I think they would be probably U.S. shows. Uh, yeah. But I just don't, I worry about him going, or I worry that, that part of the factor with going overseas, I know he likes to start tours there or, yeah. or get to get overseas pretty quick. Yeah. I just worry that, you know, with his mom's health, I, I worry about him wanting to get too far yeah. away. And I, I think, you know, so I, I think that plays into their touring plans and I, you know, and I respect and admire and love him for that. 
Um, so, you know, I, I'm just, I'm hopeful that we get to see one here before long. And, but, you know, I, he's got to do what's best for yeah. him and, and, and as well as all the band and, and their families and stuff. So uh, I'm hoping this, this pandemic is, I don't think it's behind us necessarily, but uh, I'm hoping that we've managed, it can be managed way better now and yeah. that it's not going to shut things down. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's hope, let's hope. Yeah. Man, I hope more folks go get vaccinated and, and then maybe it, it can go away. If you know, that's the only way it's going to go away is if you, if you get more people to finally decide, you know, Hey, you know, I got, when I was a kid, I got vaccinated uh, and I didn't have a choice and you know what? I lived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well the, said. The government Al. didn't track me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very nice. All right. Uh, listeners go get vaccinated, go get boosted and let's try to be kind to each other as we get through this, because that's the only way we're going to make through it. That's Thank right. you, Val. Thank you. Listeners. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Goodbye. Bye. I want and need your feedback. You can reach me multiple ways to tell me what you like or don't like about the show. You can reach out to give me guest suggestions or maybe to join me on the podcast yourself. We're on Twitter at setlustingbruce or at Jesse Jackson DFW. I have an Instagram, setlustingbruce or Jesse Jackson DFW. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash setlustingbruce. Go to patreon.com slash setlustingbruce to find out how you can support the show and we have several tiers of support please go to your favorite podcast player and hit subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast because that is the way we're going to grow if you're not tired of hearing me speak you can hear me on next stop everywhere the doctor who podcast where charles skaggs and i talk all things doctor who the how many podcast where me and my friends gary scott bob and jr talk pop culture and finally my newest podcast the last best hope for conversation a babylon 5 podcast where karen lou and i are going through the tv show babylon 5 one episode at a time i am always looking for guests so please reach out to me setlustingbruce at gmail.com You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.